0: Hi, I'm Chris Kepler, and welcome to Does This Happen to You? I'm an actor, voice actor, audiobook narrator, and writer. I love reading, pondering, and sharing humorous stories about the freakish things that happen in everyday life. That's why this podcast features funny stories from fantastic writers about our daily aberrations, a micro-audiobook about life and befuddlement just for you. Our story this week is by Oren Onken, who you'll find on Medium.com. And here is, I'm a tech-savvy, know-it-all lawyer, and I fell for the online Birkenstock scam. Because I wanted it to be true. I'm an old retired lawyer, but I'm also a techie. At the beginning of this whole internet thing, I pieced together my computers from parts, I built web pages, owned many domains, and, in my misspent youth, even engaged in some low-level criminal activity in seedy online neighborhoods where you could score bootlegged music and software. I do not declare on Facebook that I've been hacked every time someone clones my Facebook or Medium page trying to get to my followers. I keep up on scams. I have instructed my old and young friends about avoiding them, and I have been known to self-righteously lecture my wife about predators online as she shops for the latest wrinkle cream. In short, when it came to safe Internet use, I was full of myself. But recently, Miss Karma knocked me out of my pulpit in a particularly nasty way. She accessed my character defects, we're talking greed, pride, and laziness here, and let scammers use them against me. Allow me to tell my sad tale. It started with Birkenstocks. I'd never owned a pair of Birkenstocks until early in the summer of 2023. I had become dissatisfied with my Crocs and heard that Birkenstock was making rubber sandals that were well-reviewed. I went online and ordered a pair. The rubber sandals from Birkenstock put me back 50 bucks and became my favorite summer slip-ons. My experience with the rubber Birkenstock sandals opened me up to trying more upscale Birkenstocks, But after a quick look online, I decided that the higher-end models cost more than I wanted to spend on mere sandals. End of story? I wish. Then Facebook. So I am wasting time on Facebook, and I see an ad for Birkenstocks on clearance. Sandals that would normally sell for $125 were available for a limited time at $30 a pair. That is a great deal, and it called my name. After seeing that ad, I proceeded to make a series of thinking errors so stupid that I flatter them by putting them in the same category as thinking. Error number one. I gave credibility to the seller because the ad was on Facebook. I imagine that Mark Zuckerberg, the owner of Facebook, had scads of young techie types behind the scenes making sure that the ads they publish all come from legitimate businesses. Well, he doesn't, there aren't, and if you think that my believing in those behind-the-scene guardians is dumb, you ain't seen nothing yet. Error number two. I decline to apply the adage that something that is too good to be true isn't. This is not a piece of wisdom that came down the pike last week on TikTok. This is as old as the Roman playwright Plautus, if not older, and I'd known it for a long time. As I look back in regret at what happened and try to figure out why I did what I did, I realize that what spurred me on was that I really wanted it to be true. Off to the website. So I click on the ad and get taken to what looks like the Birkenstock web page. Sure enough, there are all sorts of Birkenstock models on sale for remarkably low prices. The site looked professional and therefore legit, because people who create professional-looking things are legit people. Everybody knows that. Error number three. Once at the website, I check the address bar on my browser, just like I was supposed to. It did not say Birkenstock. Instead, it said this, home tw1m I didn't get hoodwinked by a misspelling of Birkenstock or a word that looked like Birkenstock or anything so sneaky. This web address wasn't even close. I know, you know, and my dog knows that I should have closed the browser right then and taken that dog for a walk. But I didn't. Error number four. I didn't research it. Had I taken two minutes to open another tab on my browser and Google Birkenstock scam, I would have quickly found a complete explanation of the scam and how it works. I won't cop to being a moron although I probably should. I claim instead that I was distracted. I was watching one hand while the other one picked my pocket. The distraction was urgency. The sale was for a limited time. These were closeouts, end-of-season leftovers, or the result of an incredibly rare alignment of astrological signs. Whatever it was, the opportunity was soon to end. If I wanted those Birkenstocks, I had to act now. Not only did I want the offer to be true, I was afraid of missing out. I typed in my name and credit card information. I chose my shipping method and hit submit. My order was accepted. Moments later, I received an email telling me that they had received my order and I would get a follow-up email when the order was shipped. The seller acted just like Amazon. What could go wrong? Spreading the Foolishness Not content to suffer the consequences of my foolishness alone, I told my wife about the great deal I found on Birkenstocks. I opened up the fake store and invited her in on the deal. Trusting in me to be the defender of our home against Internet scammers, she confidently ordered a pair of sandals for herself. A few minutes later, I received another happy email telling me about my second successful order. Air number five. I should be more generous with my affection and my baked goods and less generous with my advice. My bank tries to save me. Within an hour after ordering my Birkenstocks, I received both a text message and a phone call from my bank. Both were automated and asked that I confirm the Birkenstock transactions. My bank is one of those that is regularly in the news for doing horrible things to cheat customers, so it knows about these things. Its computers noticed that I don't often use my credit card to buy stuff from scam ghetto China, and it wanted me to confirm that I really meant to make that purchase. Well, I had in fact ordered Birkenstocks but the call made me uneasy. I reviewed my previous behavior and judged each step in the process using my standard. Everything I have done is presumed to be correct because I did it. I decided that Birkenstocks are probably made in China anyway, and the offer was a way of getting rid of factory overruns or something along those lines. There was no evidence of that, But having snuggled into the warm blanket of confirmation bias, everything pointed to me being right all along. I told the bank that the purchase was mine. Error number six. When someone tries to save me from my own foolishness, I shouldn't stand in the way. There was another reason I wouldn't let my bank help me. I knew that if I declined the transaction, the bank would cancel my credit card. I would have to wait several days for a new one to arrive in the mail and then would have to spend an exhausting 45 minutes of my precious time changing over all my automatic payments to the new credit card number. Who wants to put up with that? Error number seven, being lazy. The next day, the whole thing was eating at me. I opened the email that confirmed my order and clicked to check my order status. Here's what I got. Closed. Sorry, the shop you are looking is closed right now. Please try again later. Damn. Damn, damn. Hope springs eternal. But once I have committed to a plan, I stay committed. Two days after finding the online store closed, I received an email telling me that they had shipped my order. The email contained a tracking number. Aha, I thought. I have a tracking number. I was right all along. I am a genius. The Tooth Fairy is real. There is a Santa Claus. For 45 days, I checked the tracking number every few days, watching my package cross the ocean and work its way to my house. It cleared customs. It made its way to my state and then to my neighborhood. I could hardly wait. And then it arrived. I plugged in the tracking number. The package showed as delivered and a signature was obtained. But I had no package. Nothing. Nada. No Birkenstocks for either me or my wife. Poking around the site that reported the shipping and delivery information led to no known delivery service. No UPS. No FedEx. Not even the post office. The delivery information was as fake as the original website. Error number eight. Committing to a mistake just because I put a lot of effort into making it. Sadder and maybe wiser. I have no new Birkenstocks. My money and my credit card information are in the hands of bad guys. I have to go through the whole new credit card process just like I didn't want to do. That's the sadder part. There are two ways in which I may be wiser. One, I am once again reminded that I am not as smart as I think I am, and two. There is a difference between knowing how to detect scams and putting in the time and effort to actually do it. And finally, a silver lining. It could have been worse. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this story, let me know and share it with your friends. Follow me at Chris Narrates on Twitter or Chris K. Kepler on Facebook or check out my website, ChrisKepler.com.